Captain Cole. What a group of misfits. Very much a group of misfits. <laughs> hey, if movies have taught me anything, it's that a group of misfits will always do what a group of excellent command officers fresh out of the academy couldn't do. Exactly. Now watch me chug the rest of this bottle of brandy. So, when do we do the montage? montage? Well, I think this is a good time. We should use a montage here from scene from the second, third, and fourth episodes just to get everybody warmed up. So, yeah, we're sounding more like the Orville from Star Trek. <laughs> you know, um, I am wildly entertained, and I hope that people are having a good time. This oh, no, I am. So, is uh, glorious. Say that hey, I don't know if Star Trek from Star Trek. Oh, God. Well, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you guys hear me? Okay. This is kind of how I approach my battle mission, too. There was one scene where to get past... To get past a group of androids, they dressed up one of the officers as an android, and his lines were... Hello, I am an android. I will do uh, android things for you. Go, Conclave! And it worked. I guess is this cut content we never got to see, Duncan? <laughs> Pretty much. It's the, the backstory of Lieutenant Tardigrade. Okay, from here on at this point, at the end, we need an emergency author hologram. <laughs> well, that's Hippie John in this case. The the real John, you might say. So, can you guys hear me? Yeah, no, I can hear you just fine. Okay, okay, okay so. Well, I'm on my phone, so it might sound terrible. Uh, I do it want does. to address it something does. Kendra said. Um, she said this is starting more like the Orville than Star Trek. We're talking again. We're I beg to again. differ. The Orville started with dick jokes and a drunk pilot. We haven't gone that far yet. <laughs> yet. Yet. So are you uh, saying that I need to get Kara sauced? I'm already getting sauced. I mean, I'm, like, are... I'm pretty sure half yeah. the players are drunk at this point, but we haven't done that to the characters yet. So, wait, oh, yeah, I... our, our doctor is of Irish descent and is now drinking. Well, I'm I'm not in character yet. I'm saying, well, I'm a virus descent too, real life, and yeah, I'm drinking. I smell a stink. Well, I have watched the cage, right? Chris <laughs> doesn't remember how he got home last night. <laughs> Marcus is the only one in the club without shoes on. I mean, isn't that? Shouldn't somebody be asking him about that right about now? Once we restart, yes. Loose regulations about that in uh, uh, casual uh, environments. On the best of days. I mean, that is true. Can you imagine John T. Tardigrade trying to wear shoes? It's cute, but. Oh, I just realized. Oh, I, just realized. I know what my shirt says now because I. It's just a. Since I am a nerd, it's a Stark Industries t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, Here's a question, I, though, I, I have for I like that. Uh, uh, I like Duncan. That. Is Tardigrade actually wearing a uniform at all? Um, Let's go with uh, yes. Let's go with yes. Yes. Oh, my yes. God, yes. 
Yeah, so it's him in a uniform. It's harder for me to draw that, so for a lot of the just miscellaneous doodles, I um, just because But you have drawn that before. Yeah, you, you have drawn tardigrade yeah, in true. in the uniform before, so that, that's why I asked. I'm like, are we seeing that? I am trying so very hard not to hug Lieutenant Tardigrade and pat him on the head. Also, since like the Odyssey doesn't exist yet, what uniform is he wearing? Just oh, that's adorable! Well, I love that. It's the ca cadet uniform, isn't it? Oh yeah, we're in cadet uniforms. Well, some of us are. Some of us are in sweatpants and a shirt. Oh, I understand the feedback. Nord is talking to us from outside. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm on my porch smoking a cigarette, and I'm on my phone, so I'm sorry if it doesn't sound great. My bad. It's oh, not that, it's that doesn't sound great. We're just getting our audio feed whenever we actually... It's, and it'll stop, in, it'll, it'll stop in a second, so... Hey, there's crickets. Crickets are good. Tasty, no, they, they really, really aren't. You you live in the South. Oh, trust me, say, I work in, in the zoo. Crickets are smelly everywhere. Cover them you in get, chocolate, they're just fine. You get 200 <laughs> crickets in one place, and believe me, you don't want to deal with them anymore. I live in Louisiana, I agree. Now, um, I will, I will be honest, uh, where my uh, nieces and nephews are, um, that sells uh, various kinds of candy, and one of the things they sell is crickets in, um, like this sugar amber kind of mix, and scorpions in that sugar amber kind of mix, as, as if it's like a lollipop. Yes. Yes. Those are good. Yes. Oh, you're in the Southwest. <laughs> so, um, we are uh, we are coming back from our commercial break, uh, and when when we first see our characters again, actually, what we see is a shuttle. Uh, we see Starfleet Academy from the sky, and we see we follow a shuttle that is leaving Starfleet Academy until we see our characters again as the camera kind of uh, just like goes through the window of the for where the uh, one, two, three, four, five, six plus one, six plus one uh, of you are because uh, Tardigrade is small. So, you know, but he's probably up on something because all of you probably want to see your ship as you are, uh, one, two, three. Okay. I am back. Seven. Sorry about that. Yeah. I will, uh, there. from now on, I'm going to do a thing. I'm going to grab my headset and take it with me because it works on my phone too. I do apologize That's for neat. the feedback. It wasn't, it's not a big deal, man. Not a problem at all. So, um, yeah. So uh, what you have is all of you can see uh, the ships that the Reliant is not the only ship hanging in um, one of the final docks. Those are the docks outside Earth space dock. You uh, 
do we know? Um, and if we don't, I will ask, uh, I will ask Thomas on Twitter, um, and find out where, um, the Reliant was actually built. Um, in this case, it is being, uh, it has been moved to one of the final docks outside of Earth's space dock. And as we have seen from sharing the pictures, uh, multiple times, it is one of the most beautiful ships, in my opinion, in the Star Trek Online game um i i love it's it's always for me it had always been one of my favorite ship designs because i i loved it in star trek 2 um and what they did what, what thomas did to modernize it looks looks incredible and in this case it is also um the absolute it is smaller than many ships that are in service right now, but it is absolute top of the line in every system. There is an emergency hologram for... There is an emergency hologram literally for every system on board, um, including if you decided to call on it an emergency command hologram. Or a hospitality uh, hologram? <laughs> uh, there can very easily you can very easily activate one in the uh, holodeck. Yes. Okay. We call those bartenders. Um, <laughs> bartenders. <laughs> um, activate emergency bartender hologram. That would be my favorite thing. <laughs> I need forty cc's of scotch stat. So this is this is um, this is our look. At, yeah, there's definitely feedback there. Um, yeah, maybe just maybe, maybe just mute. There we go. There we go. <laughs> when you're talking, hopefully the feedback is gone. Um, uh, but what we what we see is now the shuttle. Um, to the deck of uh, the shuttle deck. You know that the shuttle that you came up on is not intended to stay on board uh, on board as part of the shuttle complement of of the Reliant. But um, the you see the final cadets. You already have your orders and all you'll need to do is uh, yes, a Type 10 shuttle. Um, the modern, uh, the most modern, I is that the most modern we have in the game? No, no. Yellowstone would be. The yeah, modern. yeah, yeah. The weird looking ones. The which would be the modern? Yes, the Yellowstone shuttles would be the most modern. So, probably the the things you see in the bay are combinations of Type Ten and um, Type Ten and uh, uh, Yellowstone shuttles. Uh, so all you can are they are yellow yeah, runabouts. Runabouts? okay then these are all um the the, uh, the updated shuttles probably it, it's a few different kinds of ships that ferried up what looks to be the last 50 or so crew members and you see a number of the non-commissioned officers checking people in and giving them assignments. You already have your full assignments. You even know where your 
orders are. It's all, you know, you have all of that information. All you'll need to do is just check in. There's one last non-commissioned officer. It's uh, and it, it, it's an older human. He's got kind of that J. Jonah Jameson style mustache, um, but uh, slightly. He doesn't have that haircut. He's got like messy. Oh, hair. I was about to ask. Please tell me he has the haircut. But damn, no, he doesn't have the haircut. But he does have that J. Jonah Jameson mustache, and um, he's the like he's kind of the last. Like he's directing people at the door. So he's probably the one that all of you need to talk to and quite literally the check-in is as easy as it is uh because you are the senior staff um they they when you check in the the person at the door says um he welcomes you aboard and he says oh well you know welcome aboard cadets we're looking forward to seeing what you can do um this fellow's name um this is one thing i like to do when i run games is um some npcs don't have names until the group gives him a name and uh or or her or them a name and in this case this non-commissioned officer he's an nco he's a chief uh and he look he's got the J. Jonah jameson mustache with kind of longer messier hair not long but longer than J. jonah jameson so anyone type in a name for this guy into game chat His name is Alan James Kirkland, but he simply introduces himself. Uh, he welcomes you aboard. Uh, we're very, we're, we're looking very forward uh, to seeing what uh, what you do, uh, what you can do, cadets. Um, I'm, uh, I'm Chief Kirkland, and anybody who expresses like a, a you know. A, a hand, you know, at him, you know, he'll, he'll shake your hand if you want to, but otherwise he says, I know that you already have your orders. So welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. As Waitley just nods to him and passes by. Kara snaps to attention in front of him with Nala sitting at her feet real quick. Cadet Kara Jurani. I'm the ship's con officer, sir. Afterwards, you she have, moves on. Uh, yeah, he's like, as long as uh, you don't need help with your room assignments. Um, yeah, I'm I'm here to get everybody settled and make sure they know all of any points at the fifty or so cadets that are you know checking in now. There's less than fifty. It's you know people are moving through pretty quickly. Um, this is the day of launch, after all. Um, well, Kara goes he, to put her dog away. Gestures. And... He's like, yeah, everybody needs to know where they're going and that's my job today so uh, Kara just goes to put her uh, a layout of the ship on, on a little pad that he's got and uh, is 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 uh, like tracing it tracing a route to where he's um, and 
and suggesting to other players, other 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 people, well, you're here, so that makes you over here. Well, Kara has to go put her dog away, but then she heads for the bridge. Uh, Eli is heading to the med bay, I guess, to check it out. And then Tardigrade climbs into a Jeffrey's tube. And vanishes. Great, we're going to have a Tardigrade in the Jeffrey's tubes. <laughs> Do you want Tardigrades? Because this is how you get Tardigrades. Awesome. I was going to say, are we really all that surprised? No, not at all. Um, no, no. He's, so he's now, as yeah, as as I said, the uh, the reliant is top of the line. So think uh, think your think your kind of kind of think of the Starfleet hallways that you know um, from the game, but more scaled down. Not not because they're all scale. Everything in game is scaled up for our ability to look at things. Um, you mean I could actually jump up and touch the ceiling? Probably if you're tall enough. Yes. <laughs> um, this is in fact um, way. Yes. That's a, a great way to put it. Kara um, way more comfortable than the defiant way more comfortable. The, the hallways are not as large as on, you know, if you've served on a bigger ship on another cadet cruise or seen, you know, the bigger hallways that we know, but they are wide enough to have traffic, foot traffic move in both directions. Um, you know that the, uh, you know that the engine core is absolute top of the line. You will have a comfortable cruising velocity of seven, of warp seven. Um, that is, I, I'm trying, I think that's approximately right. I'm, I'm trying to think back to what comfortable velocity cruising velocity was for the enterprise in the next generation. Um, does anybody know that? I mean, we are all Star Trek geeks before I go look it up. Six, um, the, uh, the comforti comfortable cruising velocity of the enterprise D was warp six. There so, was um, a, a spatial limiter of five, but um, I think that's been resolved now. But yeah, that that was for a couple episodes. But the, the standard, the standard, standard uh, was velocity. six. Yep. Okay, so since that the was standard the was six, um, that was the D. You are now in the year twenty four oh nine, and the ship you've been assigned to has everything top of the line. Um, you have a comfortable cruising velocity of seven. Uh, actually, let's call it six point. You know, almost seven. Um, once you reach seven, is when you gotta start looking at it. Six point nine. I love it. Yes, please. Thank you. <laughs> uh, j j just uh, sure we can have 6.9 be the comfortable cruise velocity so that um, uh, so that people can get a chuckle um, <laughs> uh, everyone who hears it will just go nice <laughs> um, the uh, the so the engine core is absolutely beautiful when you walk, I mean, you're walking into a brand new sick bay and, and these are like, this is like the little montage moment where we see people walking into their stations and, um, 
hey, you only get it if you're thinking about it. Um, <laughs> um, I guess so. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so this is a bunch of... Uh, so this is a, a montage of you all seeing this very, very beautiful ship. And when those of you who are going to the bridge after you, you know, put things in your quarters and remember you have three hours until the ship is due to launch. Um, when you, you arrive at like 9.15 in the morning, so you have almost three full hours before the ship is due to launch. Um, the captain is not on the bridge. The, uh, the, the, there are other cadets on the bridge who are uh, very happy to see their command staff walking onto the bridge, and they're all... Um, one uh, one in particular cadet, uh, someone throw out any name, male, female, any name, any race combination. Cadet Larissa, what race is Cadet Larissa? Larissa is a Zindi reptilian. Cadet Larissa is uh, Larissa. Uh, Cadet Larissa is on one of the one of the rear tactical stations, and is uh, she? She says, "Welcome to the bridge, guys. Um, you know her from the academy. She wasn't an exceptional student, but she is uh, she is certainly capable." Um, at targeting and the the needs of a tactical station, and her her particular station is uh, the torpedoes. So she is directly under the uh, the auspices of Kendra on the bridge, anyway. Uh, she she says, well, "Welcome to the bridge, guys." This is beautiful. Now you're on the bridge. Kendra. Or, or uh, you know, and that's those of you who are going to the bridge, who have, uh, who have a bridge position assignment. And starkly, there are three center chairs. That only happens when the ship has a counselor. The counselor is oh, hey, generally me. a bridge position. Yes. Yeah, most likely so. I would have been on the way to check over up there. Uh, sensor arrays and probably not the main bridge right away. Kendra's caught in her quarters underneath a pile of books. And that's uh, my uh, other uh, destination to try and make sure I suggest an alternate title now. We should just be Carry On Enterprise. I'm bearing, uh, bearing in mind that you're all moving on to the ship for a minimum of three months. 
months. Now, um, none of you have your final assignment uh, for what you're going to be doing after this cadet cruise. But knowing that you're going to be here for three months, many when you wanted to bring a whole lot of books, that ended up being less of a problem like what would it's one of those one of those funny moments where you both might have thought hey this is going to be a bit of a, a problem to bring all of these books and you ended up being able to have them transported up on another shuttle and they are waiting for you in your room it took about 35 minutes of arguing with doc wasn't uh you're really breaking up there yeah uh, it took 35 minutes arguing with the dock master to find a shuttle. I, I definitely like that as part of our montage of everyone coming on board. So, Kara, you go onto the bridge, and the con station is absolutely beautiful. Um, it is intuitive and waiting now, now because you are the main con officer and this is your first time sitting down there, um, uh, you're, you're sitting down for the first time at the, the con station. You have probably already in your academy training and other times had your the setup that you are most comfortable flying a ship with and you are able to load that up onto the L cars in front of you so that the the interface is instantly intuitive because you can load your own settings into it and you know that it has the ability for when you're not at the pilot station for whoever is at the pilot station to load up their own um, UI <laughs> um, as it were <laughs> um, Kara and, checks a couple uh, settings, including inertial dampeners. She heard that some cadet called Sulu back on one of his maiden cadet cruises forgot to turn that off. Uh, 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 um, yeah, you can you can definitely make sure that all of your settings are good for leaving space dock in a couple of hours. Um, it also a thing that you find that you have to do when you. Um, when you sit down, um, this is the part that you're like, okay, I, I am still part of the science department because there are, uh, there are three, um, and, and we can come up with what those three are, but there are three, three month long experiments in, um, uh, xenobiology that you have that you are that you are going to be overseeing the two scientists working on those in the science bay and as well your your far bigger task is to assign the flight control division uh so for the next couple of hours you know it depends on how fast Kara you think Kara would be at doing it you have to assign um which pilots are going to be assigned to which shuttles and because i'm uh, not sure we'll have to find out um how many shuttles the how you know how big is the shuttle fleet of the uss reliant um you have to assign who will be responsible for flying the shuttle if it's called on at this time um has anyone else made their way to the bridge 
Um, Marcus is still in his quarters, but one thing I did want to um, suggest for one of the science experiments, have it an absolutely exquisite and delicate and must not be disturbed experiment with mushrooms of some kind. Considering that Cadet Tardigrade is on the mission, I think that is a brilliant idea. <laughs> so considering that Waitley knows his is a bridge position, he would have arranged to make sure all his effects and possessions were sh sent to his quarters. He wouldn't have made sure they were in his quarters. He wouldn't go straight to his quarters. He would just make sure, yes, all this, all this, all these boxes go to this this uh, deck, this everything, and then he would have gone straight to the bridge. You notice, uh, you notice the same things as you are entering onto the bridge as Kara would notice uh, that uh, that cadet uh, cadet Larissa is already at her position at the back of the bridge, and she seems anticipatory and she's the most excited about her final cadet cruise she's uh she's really looking forward to this um everyone else is uh focused on finishing their jobs and um when you uh when you sit down at your station uh which is the chair left of the captain's seat you see uh that you already have uh it's not full but you already have a counseling docket for the next three days I'm oh yay People Not his reaction. But, but yes, uh, you, have a, you have a counseling docket for the next three days. Um, that <laughs> is... Uh, and, and, and arranging that and um, making sure that these... That, that your time to be able to do it uh, is... It fits in with their time. It's, it's none today, but uh, starting tomorrow... Tomorrow you have two people that would like a counseling session. The next day there are two, and the third day there are four. So anybody that's gotten to and know Waitley at all, and, and not even like personally, just they've been around him a lot and they've gotten used to his mannerisms, if, if they're on the bridge and they see him reading that and reacting to that, he's very stoic. He's very, you know, nonplussed. But he, he does have certain tics when he's happy about something. Uh, the wry grin that he gave to Lieutenant Car uh, uh, and, uh, Cadet Tardigrade would be one of those. He, he's very fond of the wry half grin. Uh, he, he does that. He, he just he gives like the ultimate non-expressive, oh good, kind of thing. So, um, does anyone have specifics that they want to do um, in the area of the ship that they are during these three hours? Can, can I get secondary sensor control routed to the con station just in case? Yes. All right, um, um, uh, where is it written down, Eli? I'm just going to quote it, save time. No. Oh, Yay. the EMH. You want to walk in and say, computer, activate EMH? Yes. Awesome. Um, well, um, 
now I have to. Uh, he doesn't have all of the. Um, I, 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 I do. I have the picture of him saved. I don't know. I hope I do. Dun, 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 dun. And I do have a scene with Kendra after I'm just feeding a baby right now. Awesome. Okay. There we go. This will do. I can just save this image. Saved otherwise. Um, it is indeed... Oh, where is that image? Where did it save? Yes, it is the Zachary Quinto model. Was it Mark 7? Hold on. I'm going to look it up. I'm curious about that. Oh, yeah. I don't remember what my... I, I don't know if they actually ever told us what Mark that model was. It might have been a Mark 7. I'm not sure is the only... Um, only thought there is. I'm not sure. And unless I'm sure, I wouldn't be like, yeah, it was Mark 7. There he is. MH and without all of the extra glowy bits uh, and wearing that uniform uh, because as, um, as right now all of you would know that though um, Starfleet is at a quote unquote war posture with the Klingon Empire it has largely been a very cold war and a war of yelling not a war of a whole lot of conflict yet um, a cold war in all but name yes cold war in all but name um, and at, at this time, the, uh, the Starfleet still had a very relaxed uniform standard, uh, though you couldn't just like wander around in a clown suit, as long as you had some sort of Starfleet uniform that was in use throughout the last many years, you were okay. And so that is the EMH, and it, it activates and says, in it would be in Zachary Quinto's voice, that would say, please state the nature of the medical emergency. No medical emergency, just making sure you're calibrated. I'm the new CMO. Huh. Chief Medical Officer O'Connor. Cadet O'Connor, it is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. Dr. O'Connor will do and it's a pleasure to make yours as well. Well, I am not needed for any emergency. Just making sure you're calibrated is all. You are it, dismissed it, if you wish to be. It makes a quick... You notice that um, the eyes move back and forth quickly for a moment and it says, self-diagnostic complete. I am calibrated. And then disappears. All right, now I'm just going to check out the rest of the med bay. Sick you bay. are not the only one in med bay. Your nurses and uh, other cadets. Everyone in the med bay is a cadet, except for uh, except for one non commissioned officer who is a nurse who has. Uh, 
who has experience on starships. Uh, we can decide who they are later. Um, but just saying you're not the only one in here, and um, one of your first jobs as you start to look around is exactly what people are having to do on the bridge. You find that um, you're needing to make sure different doctors are assigned at different times of day and uh uh what time you know what times different nurses are on shift you seem um it it, it does seem for everyone that um there has been one command directive sent from the mission commander which was department heads have the freedom to create their own duty shifts within their own departments. Bridge is different. Bridge operates on four, six hour duty shifts. That's the, the thing that you find is that you need to, uh, it, it's, it's the, the part of being the, the, the chief medical officer that makes you say, wow, okay, yeah, being in charge of things is going to require all of this. And you have doctors to assign. Um, and we move away from the med bay and to uh, Kendra's quarters where we last left her. Kendra stops trying to sort books and realizes that she's just putting off the inevitable. She's nervous about being in a command tactical sort of position as chief security officer, this isn't where she saw herself, but it's where she is. She makes her way towards the bridge. In the hallway, she passes several familiar faces and nods, smiling slightly. She enters the bridge and takes a deep breath. It's so beautiful. She contains her excitement and tries to look professional. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the bridge, Commander. She makes her way to her station. Teresa, um, you, you, you had a lot of classes with um, the Zindi reptilian that is on the bridge because she also is a security uh, officer. And Kara, you also had classes with her. Um, when you walk onto the bridge and move to the security station, which is behind the, the, behind the command seats, um, she looks over with, uh, I, I have this image of a Zindi reptilian smiling and it's, it's very comforting, strangely. <laughs> um, uh, uh, Larissa had, had taken many of your, uh, same classes, Kendra, and when you come onto the bridge and take your station and say hello to everyone, she says, welcome, welcome to the bridge, Chief. Uh, she is sitting at the station that will fire torpedoes when, the, and um, her station is, will be linked with yours um, when the ship is in red alert status. Um, and uh, welcome to the bridge, Chief. So, if you get into combat, yes, yes, if you get into combat. Um, so, you it's are... familiar face. Uh, interesting that the captain's not here yet. And at this point, you all notice that um, a good... Quentin, um, in the... Um, 
in the science bay um where you're checking through the sensors um you th this is actually a dream come true for you um uh you've you have uh you have worked with other uh sensor packages and science packages on starships before uh but this is absolute top of the line they weren't making this in 2409 this is the very first ship of its class it has a you know it, it has the the experimental science tech on it um and uh all of you begin to realize that um that time is passing and the captain is has not yet reported on board so any of you may uh Yes, you you could detect a toilet if you wanted to. You could detect a toilet flushing in the admiral's quarters. Um, I like. So, that. so we're talking <laughs> like like this is a marked phase. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, the captain is not yet on board, and it is drawing closer to launch. Um, Marcus, uh, begin. Uh, how long did you spend in your quarters, Marcus? Um, about 20 minutes, 20 minutes getting things settled in. And, um, so yeah, it, 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 when Marcus makes his way to the bridge, about 20 minutes has passed and still no captain. And you're getting, you're getting, um, down in the science bay, a great look at, um, at what you can do. And down in the engineering deck, Rick, um, you could push this ship to do some really incredible things and you have something installed that not ever some ships in the fleet have them and knowing that this was going to be a top of the line new ship you expected you might have one but this ship is installed with a transwarp drive which means you can use it but you can't just use it all the time. It, it does put stress on the engine, but um, you have your you have your regular warp core, your regular uh, your regular engines, and you also have the ability to use a transwarp drive. I, I thought they had slipstream, not transwarp. Uh, yeah, yeah, slipstream, not transwarp. That's what I mean. Um, that, that's what I mean. The one that makes everything go all blue and you go, you go super fast through space. That one. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, yeah, that's slipstream. Sorry. Transwarp gates as well that we can jump to around that also have a, uh, cool down. Yes, there are, there are in the universe transwarp gates. Um, some known from, uh, from, time that the federation was dealing with the board so so on um, my console i can tell we've got a make the ship go fast and turn everything blue button yes you do have button that. is colored plaid <laughs> don't oh, go to plaid that's a terrible idea <laughs> are you always preparing just go <laughs> You'll overshoot what you wanted to do. Um, so aside from uh, a couple of 
ensigns that may there or not ensigns other cadets that may gain names later the um the non-commissioned officers that were on the bridge finishing things up are beginning to file out um those that were working in the engineering bay and the science bay that are that are now making way for the cadets to it, you're all beginning to take your stations around the ship um how much time and and, and having to do that um that first probably only going to have to do it the one time except for poor marcus who you know as the executive officer is going to have to coordinate a lot um and that's what you find out as you reach the bridge marcus and um it's kind of what you expected because command training prepared you for that um it just may if this is your very first time looking at um uh, uh what do we think the complement of the reliant is everyone a couple hundred people maybe how many people that's what Tops, i'm thinking a couple hundred we can look it yeah, up. Yeah, I said it's a couple hundred. I'm sure. I, I bet you we could. Uh, <laughs> if if someone be, does that, it would be um, about that's the awesome. same as Miranda, wouldn't it? Yeah. Is it? So I, and given that it's a training cruise, it doesn't necessarily need to be top or crew either. Like, it doesn't need to be filled out. So let's say eight right. Uh, hundred and twenty. I'll do 120 because the 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 full ship's complement will eventually be probably up near 200. So about 120 are are helping shake down this ship. Now that does include the the people that are not cadets, and there are a there are a fair number of them in various departments around the ship. Um, After some time on the bridge, perhaps. After some time on the bridge, perhaps uh, half an hour to 45 minutes since we got on board. So this would probably be 945-ish. Kara uh, turns back to Executive Officer Graves and says, Executive, uh, Executive Officer Graves, do you know when Captain Cole will be joining us? Uh, just to let you know, you got cut off there at the end. So um, make sure that the push to talk. Sorry about that. Yeah, so... Okay, so anyway, uh, no, I don't know where the um, uh, when the captain's going to arrive. I haven't been privileged to that information. But for the time being, we can prepare the ship and make sure we're good to go as soon as she does arrive. So, helm control. Realize, Marcus, that you could check. Um, you could check uh, on as the executive officer. You could find out when she's due to dock when she's due to dock and be aboard. Marcus chooses not to look that information up. Okay, I'm just making you aware that you could. Could, but Marcus is a little suspicious. So he checks in with Kara um, regarding the status of ship systems. Ship systems appear to be online and nominal, Captain. We are, or Executive Officer, we are ready to move out when ordered. Uh, bridge to uh, Dr. O'Connor. O'Connor here. Can I help you? Uh, how are we looking for medical supplies? Uh, how are we looking for medical supplies? I think with our eyes. Wonderful. <laughs> you're yeah, with okay. our eyes. <laughs> you're I was a, that was a, asking the GM, but yes, um, we're pretty good. All right, so perfectly normal for a three-month cruise, or a little bit longer than that? Maybe a little bit for three months, but but stock you could deal with more if you had to. 
we're we're good. Uh, about a three month, but we could we could handle more. Alrighty then. Uh, Rick here. Pardon me, Executive uh, Officer. You sound like you're expecting trouble. I'm just preparing for every contingency. Uh, we have not been briefed on parameters, which is slightly unusual. So I'm making sure that we're good to go for any particular mission that we need. Aye, sir. So, Rick here. Um, how are we looking? Or uh, um, anything to report regarding ship systems? Uh, engineering is is reporting green. Are we? Do have a uh, quantum slipstream device? Here. So, if, uh, sorry, I forgot to push press my mute to talk. Uh, <laughs> button to talk. Uh, all, all systems are green down here so far, Captain. Uh, uh, Executive Officer, uh, we've got a quantum slipstream device. So, if we do need that burst of speed, we we have that option. But it is um, something that we can't really rely on long term. Because it's it's very demanding on our engines and energy um, usage, but um, we're looking good here. Um, everything is ready to go. Don't know. So Marcus then proceeds to take his uh, seat and then waits. Kendra looks around the bridge and realizes she doesn't see Lieutenant Tardigrade anywhere. Ben Tardigrade is currently in the Jeffrey Street. It's crazy. This is a bigger ship, I think. <laughs> he, he, it's, he, it's not, though. It's the same size. So, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say to that. I was shocked when I read that. By the way, for those who uh, didn't read it, I looked up on Memory Alpha. The uh, Miranda class has a crew complement of 26 to 35 people. It is essentially a very large shuttle. I looked it up on Memory Beta. It says 360. <laughs> well, right now uh, you have 120. <laughs> we're all um, So, um... All of you can get a look at your uh, your mission orders, which are to proceed to the Delta Volanis cluster and the uh, the first system that you are uh, that you are designated to uh, go to and investigate. Once in there is designated M seven five three B two. It, it all it, it there are no colony there's no colonies there there is a mining station there that um, has not uh, has not done its monthly check-in that has happened before so that it just it is your first stop is to see what's up with that mining station and um, make sure everything's okay um, Kara goes ahead and spends the extra time conferring with Quentin about astrometrics and trying to find the best route there to avoid trouble. Ooh, that's awesome. I already have three separate courses plotted. In addition to that, there's two deviant courses that would take us near uh, three stellar phenomena that um, may or may not have harbored uh, life before uh, 
the existence of dinosaurs on Earth. Nice. Um, really quickly, Baz, are there a, is there a role uh, that can be made to to say like we're finding the best route to get there without trouble and also et cetera, et cetera, yeah, um, so being it, able to like yeah, it, it's a navigation find good so stellar phenomenon. Um, and I would say go for reason since you're looking at knowledge and star maps and all that and working well. What what can we go near? What can we can't? So reason con. Could this be an assisted oh. role? It yeah, can. Anything on the ship is an assisted role. If you're doing like ship systems, like sh uh, shooting things, looking up information. Um, so that would be. So it can absolutely computer, be assisted. Um, computer con. Uh, for the, Does for the ship. I have a quick question. I remember reading that, like, the ship itself can sometimes add dice. Yeah, so the ship it would be assisting on this. Um, it's got its own stats. Well, should theoretically have its own stats. Um, I don't know if you've got the, the details of that. I don't that have I don't have its own stats, but I'm I'm gonna guess. I'm I'm gonna I, I'm gonna guess, and we'll we'll work out the stats for the ship right after we uh, you know. After we've had our first session, if everybody wants to do more, we'll we'll we'll, we'll work out the ship stats. But I'm going to roll yeah. two dice for the ship. Is that uh, just one correct? dice because it's an assist? Okay. On a, I want to like roll a real die, but I'm going to do it on the d20. Teen. I think the ship probably made it. There's a complication. Wait, no, wait. Did I read that right? There's no complication that I can see. Um, thought... You guys have a number of good routes into the Delta Volanis cluster prepared. Um, uh, specifically routes that will lead you to... Um, I, 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 I have it written down, and that's what's bothering me, is that I've, like, I've misplaced that notebook, which is why I just kind of, like, made up the numbers of that system when I actually have the numbers of that system written down. Ah, here it is. M5, and, and if anybody wants to write this down for their own notes, it is system M5975B2. That is so catchy, just like astronomers. So catchy. Can you say that one more time? Yeah. Or M5975-B2. Kara has studied enough science to know that the two people who really can't name anything are astronomers and historians. <laughs> um, the... Um, the system that you're going, the, the mining facility um, that that the ship is assigned to go have a, you know, have a look at is in a distant orbit um, in an asteroid belt of a large white star. Time continues to... Um, past where the captain probably should have been here by now. Um, 
S. The captain definitely, like, an hour passes, and those of you who are doing work, assigning people in various places, um, you're on the tail end of that work, and the captain has not arrived yet. It's probably uh, a little over an hour, that, so there's still a couple of hours until the ship, uh, until the ship launches. So, Waitley is, uh, knowing everything going on, observing everything, he is going to access his little, you know, console that he has access to at his chair, and he is going to start looking for what the hell is going on with the captain. Okay, um, the captain has an arrival time noted at 10.30 in the morning, so about 20 minutes. She's not due to arrive until about 20 minutes from now. He he nods, makes a note of that, closes the application, and just goes back to observing. Um, 20 minutes from yep. now, so she's not due to arrive yet? Oh, she's due to arrive in 20 minutes. And mind you, he doesn't say uh, anything. He doesn't tell anybody this. He just he sees that. Um, okay. And goes back to so observing. For- if you if you look to the uh, her arrival time is an hour and a half before launch. All of yours was three. Oh, she should be here in about twenty minutes. Kara just fidgets nervously since nobody's told her this information, but she doesn't really want to ask either. Lieutenant Tardigrade um, is crawling through the Jeffries to, or uh, crawling behind an access panel on the bridge. It doesn't come out yet. Uh, yes, uh, and uh, Rick Deer has informed his crew that Lieutenant Tardigrade is wandering around the Jeffries tubes, so just be aware that there is um, a non engineering personnel in there. Lieutenant Tardigrade uh, taps his comm badge. Lieutenant Tardigrade to uh, Cadet Alensis. Coming. I have patrolled the, uh, the, the Jeffrey's tubes. They are very safe. That's um, good. Report I am awaiting bridge, orders. Report to the Blake Bridge, please. He, he opens the access panel. Kara jumps. Oh, there you are. He salutes. Graves just gives him a look. You're uh <laughs> you're very quiet, John. People take their bridge stations. Twenty minutes pass and the captain does not arrive. <laughs> Marcus um, says to Kara, uh, scan for the captain. Right now, shouldn't the only one who actually knows the captain is due to arrive be the chaplain? Graves is getting impatient. Well, I had uh, I did not expect uh, a time jump like that. I was actually messaging Q, a hippie, to let him know that uh, five oh, minutes oh, okay. before the uh, the captain is scheduled to arrive. Waitley will suddenly say five minutes until the captain's arri- uh, captain arrives. Crew, no warning, Kara no nothing. Attention. He just says that five minutes before the time. 
Uh, Grave says to Kara, uh, scan for the captain. Hi, sir. Initiating life form scan now. Searching for the captain's con badge. This would be a roll. I was muted. I was like, yep, that would be a roll. Um, the nine definitely succeeds. I doubt the 19 does. Um, so just uh, is a mind, 19 just quick question a complication? On the assist, just quick question on the um, assisted rolls for the uh, ship. Um, when you do mm -hmm. an assisted roll, it should be based on the primary character initiating the action and then the character assisting it. So would it be a two dice, uh, two die rolls, one with Kara and then one with the ship? No, Kara always has her two dice, and then the assist is the ship on adds that. one. The ship adds okay. one die. So in this case, uh, the nine, the nineteen, and the eleven is two successes. Uh, but does the nineteen make a complication? Uh, no, um, there is a way to increase the range by spending threat, but. Okay. By default, it's only twenty. I, I don't complication. I don't have threat right now. Oh wait, no, I do have threat right now. I'm going to throw a complication on there and extend the range of the threat. So then, so the nineteen does indeed make a complication. I spend one of my threat. Um, you can definitely detect the captain's com badge and uh, signal um, in. Somebody think of a really cool mountain range to be hanging out in. Um, doesn't have to be any specific country. Um, the Himalayas. The Cascades. Oh, that works too. Himalayas. You you detect the captain's com badge in the Himalayas, and you also detect um, the captain's yacht in the Himalayas. Um, however, you cannot get a lock on the captain, the captain's exact position in the Himalayas. Sir, I appear to have found Captain Cole. She's, she's on planet, sir. It appears to be the Himalayan mountain range. I'm trying to narrow it down, but I'm getting some interference, possibly from the weather. Just to let you know, you cut out again right at the end. Right at the end. I'm trying to compensate, sir, but it seems like we may be getting some interference from the weather. Uh, can we open a channel? I think that would be Kendra. Yes, yes, you can. And um, if you, I, I, yeah, I, you, you, um, you will experience a, a little bit of difficulty opening a channel, um, Kendra. So, what would that? What kind of role would that be, Bazag? Uh, so let's do control because it's trying to find the exact um, you know, settings that we can pee through the interference. Uh, sorry, keep forgetting to push to talk. Uh, controls. <laughs> Because we're trying to find the exact settings to push through the interference. Um, but it could be engineering or science, depending on how you want to approach it. Mm, let's call it science. Um, be, so you'll have a target number of 12. 
sorry, I had to mute everything real quick because I, I had something else scheduled tonight. I didn't know we were going more than an hour tonight. And I had oh, told somebody I was doing this for an hour. No, 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 you're good. But I had told somebody that I was going to be doing this for an hour tonight. And they had messaged me and were like, hey, what's going on? And so I just, I had to mute everything so I could jump over we're, to them. We've got about, a, we've got about a half an hour left. A half an hour left is the three oh, hour okay. game open. And we are really right about where we where where we should be. Um No, um, I'm I'm good. So, I'm good. I can I can go for a while. I just I didn't know. And so I told them I, I don't know how long this is gonna go, so go on without me. So um the one success, um the the interference that you're picking up is uh environmental interference in the area with her combat. Um, it's, it's, it's the interference is on her end, not on your end. And you're able to cut through that. Uh, what do you want to say? Like, what do you want to say when you, uh, when you manage to bring up her, um, her combat? And it's going to chirp for her. Captain, you're due to arrive on the ship. Ah, That must be, uh, that must be, I'm going to call you Commander, Commander Graves. Um, going to need about 10 more minutes to get back to the top where my, where my yacht is. Really soon. Captain, are you in any danger? Do you need our assistance? There's a pause. There's a beat of, uh, there's a pause and she says, no, I'm good. So Waitley is going to close his eyes and focus very, very hard. Even though he does not have familiarity with the captain, he knows uh, it is possible to read uh, people's mental states from their 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 voice and everything from a distance. He is going mm-hmm. to attempt to uh, to to get a gauge on her. He's not going to try to read her mind, but he is going to try to read her mental state. They get a gauge on her. Uh, what uh, what kind of role is that, Bazag? Remember to unmute yourself. <laughs> so so pr- more uh, insight command since uh, we're trying to get an insight on people. Um... There he is. Insight right. command. So... Your target number is going to be fifteen. Now, I, I am very, very new to the system. This will actually be the first roll I've ever made in this game. I have an insight of 11 and a command of 4, and I know I roll a d20, so... Yes. You roll, um, you're going to roll 2d20s, and the insight of 11 and the command of 4 uh, come together to make 15, and your target number is 15. So 15 or below is a success. Uh, Ooh, with a complication. Uh, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, with a complication. Oh, I like this too. Um, so you reach out to get her mental state. Um, there's stress. Uh, there's <laughs> termination. And then <clears throat> there is the fact that she's in pain. Um, she managed to not sound like she was in pain, but she's in pain and you know it because suddenly your arm feel your left arm feels like it's broken. Oh, okay. So Waitley suddenly 
that is the complication is that your left arm very suddenly experiences the pain that she is in. She has a broken arm and okay. you experience that pain. So he suddenly lurches to his left as his, his left arm suddenly can't lean on the, the, the armrest of the chair. And he wait, looks wait, at three uh, complications, Rick, or three complications, Baz. In a well, row, we it's through, had throughout a, the whole game, we've had... The, oh, I, I had see, the, that's what he means. Yeah. Okay. Ah. So what else? Or, or do I keep going? Nope, nope, you keep going. I just wanted to make sure okay. there's no more complications. He was stay, saying the game has had three complications and not one critical success. <laughs> okay, gotcha. All right, so yeah, Waitley suddenly lurches to his left as his arm can no longer hold his weight on, on the arm of the chair. And he just, he looks at Graves and says, Sir, we need to do something. She's in trouble. Can we get a security team down there? Security team to the transporter. Um, cadets, um, you immediately get uh, get three reports of uh, three reports of cadets. You know that you would assign to be ready for security detail, um, reporting to the transporter room. It's one of them, Lieutenant Tardigrade. Oh, yes, he's on the bridge. Oh, he is on the bridge. Uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. O'Connor, uh, we may need some help. Uh, have a medical team prepared to assist in transport room one. Um, all right, I'll be with them. Scanning for beam insight, sir. You have a, uh, it's not hard at all to find a site that you can beam in. Her, uh, her captain's yacht is landed at a very nice um nice spot that uh nice flat spot up um up in the mountains that you could beam into all right the captain may be in some trouble but we don't know the situation i'm currently not too enthused about waiting so i'm also not enthused about making this easy so uh, prepare to beam down, uh, assist the uh, captain whatever way possible. Also make sure that this goes on official report in the ship's log. Okay. Um, the, uh, the, uh, the signal that they have transported to the planet comes, uh, comes to the bridge stations that make sense, the security station, the XO station, and, uh, the minutes pass. Any update on the security team? Uh, the security team, a uh, couple of minutes past, they tell you that they have successfully beamed in. Well, not uh, the first thing they tell you is uh, they've successfully beamed in at the uh, the captain's yacht's position. Um, they are uh, uh, you hear? They say we've made contact with we've made contact with the captain. We'll we'll be back aboard very soon. What's your condition? You hear your captain's voice again, and she says, my condition is a broken arm. Meanwhile, this judged. whole time, Waitley has been uh, rubbing his left arm. <laughs> my condition is a broken arm. I misjudged and slipped on my way back up to the yacht. So uh, thanks for sending down the team. No problem, Get captain. Soon. And uh, 
you all can see the captain's yacht um, leave the leave the planet's surface, and it's not a long time that it takes the captain's yacht to get up to the ship, maybe a minute or two as it breaks atmosphere and settles into the ship, uh, into its docking bay, into its, you know, it, the captain's yacht, it has its own docking bay, uh, and it, it settles into the docking bay and about, uh, uh be because the medical team is in the transporter room, uh, <laughs> uh, by the time that Dr. O'Connor has uh, received the message from the bridge that the captain is going to be arriving in uh, the shuttle bay, when you and uh, the nurse that you brought with you, um, Dr. O'Connor, um, arrive, the captain is, she's got her hand her right hand on her arm holding it she's obviously broken her arm before um do you know uh do you know how when you see someone who has broken a limb like that how when they do it again yeah it still hurts but they know um, it's not as hold bad it, they they know hold it this way and it won't be as bad and so she's doing that and as she see as she sees you walking walking up she says Ah, nice to meet you, doctor. Nice and, to meet you. Uh, and the security team just kind of, they, they give you a look like, wow. <laughs> uh, and, and, like, and Waitley on the bridge wow. is holding his arm the exact same way, j just for, for flavor. <laughs> like that. Um, so do you walk up next to the captain, doctor? Of course. Nice to meet you too, sir. Just wish it was under better circumstances. They say first impressions mean everything. I say as I'm messing around with my uh, medical kit trying to find a... I'm sorry, I'm looking through the book right now trying to find what the medical kit is full of because I know it's in here somewhere. We're about to find out if the captain uses sir or ma'am. Um, you're looking you're looking through your medical kit to get what you need to to set the arm while you're walking with her. And um, uh, she doesn't uh, she expected you to call her sir is is the way you read it. She doesn't like say no call me ma'am or whatever she says she she doesn't you know sir totally worked for her um as as you said it and when you get out what you need to um to seal it you know she moves her hand so you can do that as the two of you hit the turbo lift and she says bridge <laughs> so you're on the turbo lift with the captain fixing her broken arm as it opens onto the bridge and all of you see your captain for the first time um i waited to describe what she what, what she was wearing because that way it's just when everyone sees her um and uh she is with imagine the uh the I hope Battlestar Galactica is a reference that will not be lost on most people. Um, she's Whoop. wearing Quick that, question. that kind Quick of question. Yeah. old Battlestar or new Battlestar? Battlestar Galactica. She's wearing that gray that's tank true. top, like the flight suits that the Viper pilots wore. And she's okay, got, uh, 
yeah, she's got um, around her waist, she's got climbing gear and um, heavy protective pants. And she's got her, um, uh, she's got like a Starfleet issue casual excursion jacket tied around her waist. Um, she's stepping onto the bridge with the doctor. Um, I'll, I'll share her picture one more time just because I like it. Um, uh, it's the, the actress reference and the, the picture itself. Um, Evangeline Lily. I love that you picked her, by the way. There you go. That is the captain that is stepping onto the bridge and uh, seeing those of you that are there, Quentin, are you still in the science labs or would you have made your way to the bridge? Knowing when the captain was going to arrive. I probably <laughs> have once I knew the captain was coming on board. Okay. So so um, that puts all of you, except for Rick, onto the bridge when, um, when the captain walks on and sees a very diverse crew. All of you, um, we don't know a lot about um, this Klingon yet, but the one station on the bridge that is not filled by one of the player characters currently here is the ops station, Data's old station. And oh. that position is filled by a Klingon whose name we don't know yet, who is a full Klingon, I, I expect. Just, just put is, uh, uh, Mike in uh, Klingon cosplay in our heads. <laughs> Basically, there you go. PlayStation um, loading screen, Mike that, in Klingon cosplay. Yes. This way, this way, any time that Mike would like to have a Friday evening and play some Star Trek with us. If we're on board the ship, there's a character he can play. And when we have reached into the point where there may be villainous Klingons, he can certainly help uh, uh, help us by playing some of the uh, the opposition. Um so uh, she she steps onto the bridge as the doctor is finishing um, finishing running the medical scanner over. You know, the, I'm not sure what device you would use there, but I mean, we've seen it happen in the shows where they just run like you know the blue, yeah. you know the glowy blue light over the arm and the captain uh, protoplaser. Yeah, there we go. I like doctor. that. Thank you, Bats. Um, the scanner. Um, she <laughs> By the way, the, uh, there is a glorious diversity in this bridge crew very, very quickly. I mean, you guys have a Zindi reptile on the bridge. You have a tardigrade. You have um, the doctor is a trill stepping onto the bridge with her. There is a, a full betazoids, you know, on the bridge. Um yeah, there's a trill human. Sorry, not tr not full trill, but the, you know, it's a it's a gloriously diversified little bridge, and uh, I assume everybody kind of looks over when she enters the bridge, and she uh, she looks at all of you and says, "None of you have ever had a broken arm. They slow you down." Well, and and hold on, I have to interject at that point. Uh, as huh. soon as she enters the bridge, Waitley, uh, I assume Waitley does this with everybody else. He jumps to attention, but he's still cradling his left arm the exact same way she is. 
huh? She and she looks at the bridge crew and anybody who you know waits for the first thing you know that she is going to say as as soon as her arm, um, as soon as her arm uh, heals, and uh, um, she looks around and she says, "What? None of you have ever had a broken arm? They slow you down." So, this is the Reliant. I've had a broken skull before. Waitley doesn't say anything. He's just, he looks down at his arm. He looks at the captain, gives a reassuring nod. Um, she's obviously read all of your files because it doesn't surprise her that you, that it looks like um, you trying to connect to her. Um hurt <laughs> um so when you give a when you give that kind of smiling little you know little smile and a nod she uh she kind of does the same back as she's stepping down into the command circle and extending her hand toward marcus he shakes her hand and just says welcome aboard sir we're ready to go as soon as you're ready okay so one of the cadets not one of the, uh, i I wasn't sure exactly who was contacting me. I was in a lot of pain. Um, about XO, I never liked that whole number one commander thing. How about XO? XO works for me just fine. Great. And she sits down, not even worrying about the fact that she's not in uniform. She sits down in the captain's seat and says we launch and she looks we... over at graves hi sir acknowledge captain disengaging inertial dampeners and she says how are we doing on everything being aboard and a quick check shows um shows that in fact, everything is aboard. There are some. There are still some people settling in. But um, when it's report, who wants to report that everything is ready to go? Whoever it is, when they do, she says. So there's not exactly any reason that we have to stay until noon. As far as I understand it, the ship's designer is already on this particular dock so uh Kendra is it right and it looks like it takes her a moment she's still learning everyone's name um she looks back at the security station and says Kendra right yeah. send a signal to the she, she says, send a signal to the station so that we're, we're, we're sure that the engineers get a look at us as you know as we leave, uh, go uh, and start dropping the mooring docks. And she looks over at you, Graves, and she says, Get us out of here. Oh, right, my Kevin. God. <laughs> <laughs> Lieutenant Tardigrade in the corner, meanwhile, uh, carefully stows the careful drawing of the ship he was trying to put together um although he got distracted and started drawing a small moo cow in the corner um he puts that and then totters off to the corner to be able to view the uh watch the view screen kara meanwhile has a very wry smile but after disengaging the inertial dampeners she's moving the ship under maximum thrusters to get far enough away to go to warp 
Engage the nurse from the answers. We want those on. Doctor is still working on her arm. Well, the inertial dampeners inside the ship we want on, but not the ones that would hold the ship in place. Ah. Uh. Rick's uh, just uh, keeping an eye on everything, making sure everything is is uh, going according to plan, staying with intolerances, etc., etc. Okay, I'm going to um, rule that we don't need any rolls to launch your ship unless you choose to do something outrageous like, let's launch at warp 7. Um, ah, no, nah. you, um... Go Captain Kirk. <laughs> Captain, that would be against regulations. One quarter impulse. Right. right. Um, and uh, with with Marcus giving the uh, the the commands of you know one quarter impulse and like you know take us out as soon as you are clear of the space dock, um, Captain looks uh, Captain looks you know down to the front of the bridge and says, "Khan, I assume we uh, we've already worked out the best ways we need to get where we're going." Approximately three different best ways, ma'am, depending on your definition of best. That should be a sir. Sorry. She, uh, she, she again doesn't respond in a bad way. She, when you say that should be a sir, and she just kind of makes a, <laughs> like a, like a, a breath in kind of like chuckle to herself um and uh once you are clear of the space docks she says let's take the way that is the most scenic hi ma'am i believe that science officer quentin shall be quite happy excellent kiss and she says there. Gage. And the USS Reliant, um, we, we see it, of course, you know, we've, we've been watching it as this scene intercuts. We've been watching it slowly um, roll out of the space dock. And when you are clear and you're clear of your the, the, the wake of your warp trail um, taking you to warp, um, you uh, enter in uh, when she says engage. What warp factor do you want to engage at? We've already made the joke, Absolutely. so you cruising speed should be six point six point nine. <laughs> hey, nice. You can go. You can go lower <laughs> if you want. Um, I can go lower, but the so, interesting stuff is out there. Why would I go lower? Okay, the Reliant, at its comfortable cruise velocity, warps away from the soul system. And you begin... I, I want to make travel um, make more sense than it does in STO. Like, I, I, I shouldn't be able to fly across the galaxy in a couple hours. Um, so... You have, uh, according, if you continue moving at your comfortable velocity, you will have four days before you are arriving into the Delta Volanis cluster and then immediately making a course, uh, a course to the planet that you're going toward. But we have reached the point that I wanted to reach tonight, which was uh, 
the launch of the USS Reliant and the introduction of a bunch of what seemed to me to be really, really fun crew members. So um, our credits begin, you know, our, our ending music and our credits begin to roll <laughs> over. Um, sheer I over. Worse that we have that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, that is, uh, that's, that was, by the way, me, that was a lot of fun. I, I did <laughs> ask, before we officially end it, I did ask something in game chat. Can Waitley get an empathy check for how she felt about being called sure. ma'am? Wait, that should be sure, a Sure, go ahead. Go uh, ahead. What should I roll? Insert command. Baz, uh, what would be a good empathy command. check? Yeah. And so 11 and 4, 15 is your target number. All right, and I'm rolling 2d20 or 1d20. What am I rolling? 2d20. 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 Give me a good roll. Hey. Used. 12s. She felt felt amused. Okay. That's Um, what I expected, but Waitley wanted to know for sure. Actually, she didn't feel amused at being called ma'am. She didn't have a strong feeling one way or the other about being called ma'am. It was was a correction. She was amused at Kara correcting herself. (laughs) I am so going to love this, Captain. Yes, Kara, Cole is now ship mom. (laughs) 